Welcome to Remember Your Why. I'm your host, Kristen. Many of us suffer from addiction and mental health, and we're here to talk about stories of success and recovery. Whether you're just starting out or have been on the healing journey for some time, it's important to always remember the why that brought you here to this very moment. What makes your heart tick? What sets your soul on fire? What or who inspires you? Whenever you are feeling on the brink of fight or flight, remember you have survived everything that's been thrown your way. Hold tight to that, because what is on the other side of the ugly are some pretty beautiful things that teach us some profound lessons. My hope for this podcast is that it will bring healing and peace to both my guests and the listeners, in some way, in some form. There truly is light on the other side of fear and darkness. Let's find it together. Welcome to Remember Your Why. I'm your host, Kristen. Today, I'd like to welcome Quentin into the studio. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. How's everything going for you today? Everything is great. I didn't pick up a drink, and it's St. Patty's Day. I'm, 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 I'm on the right side. Living life. Right side of the coin. That's right. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. All right. Uh, my name is Quentin. I'm an alcoholic. Uh, sobriety dates August 2018. I have a home group. Uh, Pete is my sponsor, and it's a good day. Good. So tell me, how did your addiction get started? How did it begin for you? I mean, I, I'd like to say I come from two parents that, that were alcoholics and addicts. And uh, I don't know, I kind of think I was born with the disease, just like with a lot of my attitudes and behaviors. And uh, I'd say the first time I picked up, I was like 12, 12, 13 years old. And, uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't all downhill from there. But, you know, with the progression, um, you know, it's just kind of fell into, you know, being an alcoholic and an addict. Yeah, you started young. Yeah, started young and, you know, pretty much, you know, a lot of even like a lot of even my sports doing sports and stuff. You know, I did it. I did everything like an addict, you know? Right. How did it progress? How did your addiction progress? I'd say it got, you know, in high school, you know, I was really into uh, playing basketball and uh, sport, other sports. And, you know, I, w- I was kind of like a weekend warrior, but, you know, I would, uh, can you talk about drugs? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, you know, basically, I mean, I smoked a lot of pot, smoked weed every day, but, um, you know, I really wasn't hitting too much hard drugs. I, I can't say that though, because I mean, when I first when I first smoked weed, it ended up being angel dust. So Oof. it kind of yeah yeah. That's so that not was, a good time. Was, you know, I, I should have known from the, from the beginning. You know, this girl that I ended up smoking with, she ended up having a, a ambulance come and get her. It wow. was uh, you know it was horrible. But uh, I mean, I really I, I, I'd say like you know it was it wasn't manageable. I, I was kind of like in a cloud. You know, my all through high school, right. and uh, you know, then once I picked up uh, cocaine, it, it really, it really went for you know, it really went downhill from there. I ended up starting to sell it, and you know, using it. You know, I got arrested when I was uh, twenty years old, and uh, from there, when I when I first tried, when I like, how can I put it? Like when I first like had to stop, and and felt like you know I couldn't stop. That's where I felt the progression the most. Um, because right. I was always on something, you know, whether it was, you know, uh, uh, an outside high, like, you know, you're going to the gym or playing basketball or whatever it was, you know, uh, but I didn't feel that the progression part until, you know, I was told I had to stop and I, I couldn't stop. Yeah. Stopping is what is the issue for us. Yeah. You know, we're on, we're on that spiral and it's just, you can't get off of it. It's very difficult. 
Yeah. When did things get to the extreme for you and you knew you, you had to stop or, you know, things were just very, very dark and ugly. And if you didn't stop, you know, what was going to happen next? Basically, I was, I was uh, just turned 21. I got four different counts on, um, they, they had, uh, they had me as, as a, as a seller. So I ended up with four different counts. I was looking at like 25 to life. Wow. Um, Cause at that time it was, you know, they had me on a sting. So they, they caught me on one ounce, then another ounce. Then the last one, they caught me on four ounces of Coke from there. You know, I got, I got arrested. I got bailed out and then I was put into arms acres immediately from there. And then, um, from there I went to a halfway house in Florida and I was supposed to, you know, do the program until, right. uh, until I had my court date, you know, to kind of show that, you know, I was doing the right thing and trying to get myself together, which I was, you know, and then, um, you know, it didn't work out that well in Florida. You know, I ended up picking up crack and the guys that I was rooming with were also using. So I ended up getting kicked out, but it was, you know, confidential. So I was pretty much on my own out there. You know, I didn't call my parents or nothing, but I ended up going to a gas station and seeing New York plates. And then I, I smelled a cigar and, you know, it was, it was my father that was at the same gas station. So wow. he my parents grabbed me and brought me back up here. And then I went into Graymore. The courts didn't know, you know, it was kept confidential. And from there, I was good. I was I was pretty good for probably almost a year. I went to Graymore. I, I filled four, four months there. Went to court. You know, the lawyer was like, we'll keep our fingers crossed. I can't tell you what's going to happen. And they gave me a five-year felony probation. And, you know, I, I said I was going to be good. You know, I'm good now. And um, went to a halfway house up in Poughkeepsie. And once I got out of the halfway house, probably like four months after, uh, you know, I, I finished the halfway house. Um, I was staying with my sister because I wasn't able to live in Westchester County just because of the protocol. Right. And I ended up using up in uh, Dutchess County, but my probation officer didn't know. So that's when like I felt the progression the most, like when I had to do piss tests, had to show up and, you know, just doing everything I could, you know, the anxiety and fear of, you know, going, going to prison and all this stuff. And, and nothing could stop me, you know, meetings, I'd go to meetings, you know, I'd, I'd get my meeting signed and I just, I, I couldn't stop, you know, and it would, and it would be like the last day before I even see him, you know, it would be the night before and I'd be using like, oh man, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. And, you know, uh, I was doing it, you know, he tried to catch me a few times when I was at my apartment, you know, he just kind of show up, but, uh, you know, luckily I never, you know, he never put me, put me into prison or anything. And I, I finished the probation. And then from there I left, I left there. And then I moved down, I moved to the Bronx. And when I moved to the Bronx, that's when like, I felt like oh, I just needed to be free. You know, I just needed to do my thing and work. And, you know, yeah. I had, uh, I had got a dog and, and just doing my own thing. And then, uh, I really seen like what the disease, you know, the disease showed his face, you know, I couldn't, I was scared to go outside, walk my dog. I didn't know what I did last night. You know, I was uh, yeah. afraid of everybody, you know, just using, not even having money, just, you know, going and, and doing whatever I could to to just use, you know, and, and hide. You know, I really like kind of see myself in the mirror that I, I didn't see, you know, being being by myself. And, uh, you know, it got vicious. It got real vicious, you know, throwing a bile, not eating. My nutrition was, was out of it. And just, you know, just that, that constant use and fear. I, uh, I had, 
I think my father came and he was, you know, he kind of grabbed me and, and said, you know, you got to go back to Florida or you got to make a change because, you know, you're going to end up dead. You know, thank God for my parents, you know, because yes. they were addicts and alcoholics and, and they knew what the, the program was about. And, you know, I just kind of uh, knuckled up and, and I moved moved in with my brother. Thankfully, you know, he let me go down there and get my stuff together. And, uh, you know, I was good. I was good down there. And then I came back. And uh, when I came back, you know, my thing was like, oh, I was in the union, you know, I got in the uh, carpenters union when I was young, finished my apprenticeship and, you know, making good money. I can make better money in New York and play that whole game. And, uh, you know, in the- did you pick back up again when you yeah. moved back again? Yeah, I, I picked back up. Not not immediately, probably like four or five months once I got some money together. Okay. You know, and, uh, you know, I was going to meetings and stuff, but thinking I was doing the right thing, you know, it would just be a shoelace untied or something would just knock me out, you know? And, yeah. Uh, it could be the littlest thing. Yep. That could take yeah. us out. Yeah. So, you know, I just kind of played the in and out game, you know, I'd get a year. I mean, there was a time I had three years and I was at a meeting with my sponsor the night before, you know, we were going over some step work, you know, the meeting was good. And the next day, um, you know, I woke up, I wake up early. I woke up at like five and, you know, I was on my way to work went to work. I was all right. The guy that I was working with, he was drinking. I went for coffee. And then when I came back, the foreman was like, all right, well, you got to finish the day in Brooklyn. And I was like, yeah, no problem. You know, I took my stuff and I was walking in the subway. And then all of a sudden, man, it was just like, no, hit you. That. I'm not going, you know, and went back upstairs, you know, finished the day, told him, you know, what I was doing. And then before you know it, you know, it was time to go home. And the guy that I was working with, he was like, you know, you want to go to the bar? And I was like, sure. Like, yeah. like nothing happened it, the day before. As simple as that, that like, that's all it takes. It can be the tiniest thing. And, you know, that's how far we are at all times from a drink or drug yeah. an arm's length. Yeah. When did you finally get clean? This last time around, I had, uh, I had probably like two years and then I went out, I was driving to the city to uh to the Bronx and parking the car and I had to take my wife's car that day and then at lunchtime uh, I was with the shop steward I went to the bar with him and he gave me a glass now at this time I was having panic attacks I just had my um my son was born I was on Wellbutrin some Lexapro I was on all these different things that I've never taken in my life right and uh I drank the glass and it was, it was, it was liquor. It was full of liquor. So Oof. when I hit it, you know, I drank it. I was thirsty. I was working hard all morning and, and I, I just chugged it. And then from there, I never had the feeling with the, I guess it was a barbiturates with the alcohol on top of it. And I could not stop. Like my throat was like an open hose, man. I was just so thirsty and I kept drinking and drinking. Yeah. And then I went in a blackout and uh, pretty much came out of the blackout. It was like two 30 in the morning. And I was in the back of the cab and I was telling the cab driver, you know, I, I you know, my car is on 140th and, Ger- and Gerard. And he's like, you told me this like eight times already. So, and mm, my fingernails were repeating. Like, yeah. I just kept repeating and I was just blacked out. And I noticed like my fingernails were like in the leather part of the cab. And I was just kind of like out of it. I knew where I parked that morning when I got there he dropped me off. I, I looked around. It was where, where I parked, but the car wasn't there. So oh. I, you know, I called, uh, you know, my, uh, my, my wife at the time, she didn't want to really get in, involved. You know, I kind of, you know, she's sober. She's been sober for a while. And, uh, 
my parents were actually on their way home from Florida, and I guess she must have told them, and uh, they were looking for me while I was while I was out. And thank they God were for them. I had like one bar left, and I called my uh, my mom, and then they came and they picked me up. You know, my wife. I, I said someone must have took the car or something. That was it. I ended up, you know, going back and uh, I ended up staying at my parents' house, you know, because my wife was kind of, she didn't know what was going on. You know, I didn't know what was going on. And uh, Right. She didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. And I just, I remember, I mean, as clear as day, like she had my son and she was taking my son. She picked my son up and he was looking at me and I was looking at him and he just, you know, he just seen right through me, you know, pretty much. And he, it, yeah, you had a moment. Before. Yeah, I just had this moment of just like, I'm not screwing, which I'm not, you know, just screwing myself up. But, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, bringing, bringing everybody down with me, you know, and, and right. this, you know, little guy has nothing to do with anything. And I, I just for me just to go out for one day can just totally, you know, ruin his life. So, yeah, I don't know, to put that in perspective, you know, whatever it was, put me on the right kind of like, right state of mind. You know, I got myself clean and sober, was going to meetings, got a sponsor. But about six months after that, I was at a job and the guy that I was working with, he just kept talking about alcohol, barbecuing. And there was one day and I know when I'm going, you know, I'm not calling anybody. I'm just going, you know, that's my yeah, MO. And, there's uh, no stopping you. No. And I went into the bodega and I usually my MO is I steal the first one. So I went in, I went to grab grab a drink and this kid beat me to it and he got like he got his drink and went in the bathroom and I I knew the guy seen him do it so he kind of made it hot and I was like oh man I can't get it here I got to go to Dwayne Reed so then I, right. went, I was walking in Dwayne Reed and then I ended up bumping into my foreman he was coming this way and he ended up talking to me and since that day I didn't pick up a drink I don't even think about it for whatever reason that's amazing you had that moment yeah. of clarity yeah, like I don't, I don't wake up every day. I woke up, I, I was like on edge, on some kind of like, am I gonna do it today? Am I not gonna do it? And for yeah. whatever reason, it wasn't anything that I did. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me like it used to. Thank God for that. You know, like thank God we have the ability to turn our lives around because they're just so destructive for ourselves and everybody involved. Like you said, your family was, you know, affected. Yeah. So what do you think was the hardest part about getting sober? Do you think it was giving up the drink and the drug? Or do you think it was dealing with the feelings and the emotions and having to, you know, sit with ourselves for the first time, really? I'll be honest with you. I, I, I feel like, you know, I'm like a true believer that, you know, everything happens in God's time and everything happens for a reason. And, right. You know, I've done step work. I've done step work through the big book. I've done all different types of, uh, you know, meetings, coffee commitments, you name it, you know, I've done it. And to me personally, it's like when it's time, it's time. You know, I have, I can't, I can't play God. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I have no, I have no say. I, there's, there's no reason why, you know, why, you know, 10 years ago, I couldn't have that feeling that I had, you know, that day, you know, why is my life so different today than it was 10 years ago? Because I, what I did the past 10 years that got me to yeah. where I am today. You know, that is I, true. I don't think I'd be the, the person that I am today if it wasn't for, you know, if it wasn't for the struggle, if it wasn't for, you know, that constant battle, you know? Like, yeah, I agree. I think we need I think we need that. I think that makes us who we are 
you know, as tough as it was, that's what kind yeah. of builds our, our character and our strength, really. So when we get sober, we are able to move forward. Yeah, I think I think it's a lot deeper, in my opinion, I, I'm, I speak for myself, I think it's a lot deeper than what we what we think about it. You know, like, to me, it's like, I can't I can't play God. I have no idea who God is. I don't even know if there is a God, you know, but I do yeah. know that whatever happened with myself, it was too deep for me to really like IQ it and break it down. And, you know, it, it was something that was in me. It was something that I had to go through. And, you know, like every flower, you know, it, it goes through, it's got to, you know, it's got to go through its roots. It's got to go through its battles, the wind, the rain, whatever it's got to do to blossom, you know, yes, and, and I I'm at a that. point in my life that I, I feel like, you know, I could blossom. I, I take every day as, as a gift today. You know what I mean? I, 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 Absolutely. I truly believe that without that, I wouldn't appreciate what I what I appreciate today. Yeah, I was just talking to someone like we appreciate like things even out in nature, you know, like like a sunset, you know, now we can look at it and actually appreciate it and enjoy it. While when we use and, and we're drinking, you know, you don't notice those things. You don't notice the beauty that's around us. It's just we're so focused on getting the next drink or doing the next drug. Yeah, I, I mean, my whole persona, though, I, I mean, even breathing, I breathe better today. I take a step back today. You know, I don't need a drink or a drug to, to be an alcoholic. You know, I can self-will run riot this whole world, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it took what it took for me to find out that, you know, I, I really have, I'm really just a little, you know, pebble in the sand. You know what I mean? I'm not going to make things happen. You know, I have a lot of bad things happen. I have a lot of good things happen, but... Unfortunately, like, you know, I was put here on some path from somebody that I, you know, that I connect to and something yeah. deeper than, you know, my mind, I only use 10% of my mind, but I guess that 90% is connecting with something, something that's a lot more than I'll ever understand. Maybe, maybe one day, you know? Right. Yeah. But for now, I'm just kind of like going with the flow, you know? Yeah. And we get to do it now. We get to do things. We have the ability to just go with the flow, <laughs> which yeah. is... It's nice <laughs> to do. Yeah, I mean, being present. I, I mean, these are things that I thought I was present. You know, I'm going to meetings. I'm, you know, I'm there. I'm doing coffee. I'm, I'm at every, I'm six meetings a week. But it's like, was I really there? You know, who was I yeah. there for? What was going on in my head at that point? You know, was yeah. I really taking in? You know, was I really listening? Or was I worried about if I'm going to the gym, you know, before or after? Or, you know, I got to, I got to you know, have four protein shakes or I gotta, I gotta run a marathon. I gotta, I don't gotta do nothing, man. All I gotta do is just sit and watch the show. Really. If I want to be sober, you know, you know, are you going to give it all up? You, Cause you got to give it for me. I got to give it all. Up. You know, I can't yeah. just be like, all right, well, I'll give a little of this and give a little of that. You know, unfortunately, you know, I, cause I've tried this program for so long, you know, that my third step is I, I got to just give it all over, you know, whatever comes my way. It's not, it's, it has nothing to do with me. You know, my life is none of my business, you know, but if I want to stay mm -hmm. sober, I got to do, I got to do the things to stay sober and let life do life. What are some things that you do to strengthen your recovery on a daily basis? I connect with my higher power in the morning. I, I'd say I go to, I don't go to many meetings. To be honest, I just chilled out. I, I, I kind of chilled out. I do a lot less than I did 10 years ago. Put it to you that way. Um, maybe yeah. because of my life circumstances, more kids, you know, different lifestyle, married, house, a lot more work, um, a lot less time, you know, with people, places and things. And I'm mm -hmm. all right with that, you know? What you're doing is working and it's whatever yeah. works best for you. 
yeah, it's 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 not much, but what it is is kind of like it's got me in You're a good sober. place. So I don't want to. Yeah, I'm sober. That's what you matters. Know, that's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, anything that comes before recovery will lose. You know. Yep, that's one thing that I, I wake up every morning grateful, and I wake up knowing who I am. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was for a long time. No, know? yeah. And the most important thing I know about myself is that I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, first and foremost. Yeah. What is the most important lesson you've learned in sobriety? Most important lesson I learned in sobriety. Huh, that's tough. I'm sure there's many. You know, we learned yeah. so many lessons. What is one that sticks with you the most? Something that uh, my father said, take time to smell the roses. Mm-hmm. Present. Yeah. Being present. Yeah, that's everything. Not about me, but about where I, where I stand, where, where I am. Being, you know, being present, not for myself, but you know, for, for somebody else, you know, doing things for other people, but just taking time to step back and look at the bigger picture, I guess. Yeah. We have to appreciate everything. We really do because we have a second chance at life. We've had a few chances at life. You know, you had a couple, couple lives <laughs> that you led. Yeah. Um, listen, I mean, most and foremost is my struggle without my struggle. You know, if I would have got so they say you could get off the elevator at any time, but I needed to stay on the elevator, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I look at myself, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be who I am today without that. You know, I, if I would have gotten, who knows, I probably would have been a lot well off, you know, if I got sober when I was 21, but it wasn't in the cards, you know? Yeah. It just wasn't meant to and be. I'm, I'm, I'm good with what I am today. Yeah. I believe that too. I think, you know, without our struggle, we wouldn't have found our strength. You know, that's something that I always hold on to because we had to, we had to work for it. We had to work for bettering our lives and- mm-hmm. It makes a world of difference. That's for sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I'm, I met a lot of great people. You know, I, I've, I've um, had a lot of great conversation. I've, you know, at times sponsored people. I've, I've, you know, connected with a lot of people. But for me, like in my thick skull, I had to, I had to, I had to hit it running, you know, for me to get it. Yeah. It takes what it takes. Yeah. What would be the best? Yeah. And that's all that matters. You know, because we have to live and be with ourselves, you know, so that's what matters most is that we're comfortable in our own skin now. Although sometimes we still may not be. (laughs) I mean, yeah, life isn't perfect. Nobody's perfect. No, by far. What is the best piece of advice you would give someone that is struggling right now with addiction? What would you say to them? I guess it's going to sound harsh, but it's not over till it's over. Mm -hmm. It's not over till it's over. I mean, a lot of people die. A lot of people uh, really get, you know, hurt, um, paraplegic. A lot of horrible things happen. It's it's not a game to play with. But if if you don't, you gotta you gotta give it all up. You know, you can't half in the bag it. You know, for you to yeah, you can't pick and choose. You can't pick and choose. You know, you gotta become the person that the person that you don't know, but when you find out, he's an all right person. He's not, he's not, you know, everything that you thought, but when you, when you really boil it down and you really just give it time and and give yourself, you know, give yourself somebody to bring you through the steps and show you the ropes and, and really, you know, stay honest with yourself. It's, it's going to take time. I I know for me, it's, I'm still there. I'm, you know, I'm almost six years and I'm not even, I'm just touching the, I'm just touching, you know, the base. The surface. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I feel that way too. You know, I'm only two years in and there's so much more to yeah. 
to discover and figure out and, and learn. I mean, you have to re like, you have to learn how to live life again when you get sober. Um, because we lived in a way that it just didn't make sense, except it made sense to us at the time. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, it's, it's gotta, you know, retrack and, 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 and build, you know, you can't build a house without a good foundation, you know, all that, all that stuff, you know, but if you, you know, if you really want to, and, you know, hey, if you fa- if you fail, you fail. You won't be the first. You know, but give it a know, try. Just keep just keep going, man. Just keep trying. You know, you got yeah. one life to live. You know, don't beat yourself up too much. You know, get back on the horse, and you know, when it when it's time, you'll you you might you may not even know. I didn't know I, that day. I was I was drinking, and the next day that was it. Yeah, maybe that was the ten years of suffering that I had to go through. You know, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think it makes sense. You know, we each have our own personal journey and, you know, we're going to experience, you know, as addicts, alcoholics, we're going to experience similar experiences, yet also different ones. And then our recovery is also going to look similar yet different. It's just kind of how it all plays out for us. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, I mean, I could look back and I'd be clean and sober. I mean, three years and then to have one day, one moment, you know, almost put me out of the box you know, for, for just that, that drink, you know, that's, that's how, that's how scary it is. You know what I mean? And especially it's very when you stop for a long time and then you go yeah. back and I go back worse than I did bef- the three years before. So my body's like, what are you, what are you trying to do to me? It's a, literally a nightmare. Yeah. And it's a lot more dangerous too, when you stop for a while and then you go back cause you try to go back just as hard. And you know, that becomes a problem for a lot of people, unfortunately. Yeah, there's there's no control, you know. So it's either you want to try to control it or you got to give up all your control. That that's in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. You kind of have to let it all go, like you said. Tell me this: How do you remember your why, your purpose, the path that you're on? How do I remember my why? Like, what keeps you going? Seeing things that I know personally that there was no way that I would be able to do something, and having a higher power come into play and put something into my life that I could have never, never imagined. You know, like there was a guy that uh, he used to go to meetings um, at Somers. Uh, he said, uh, you know, beyond my wildest dreams, like I would say, you know, my life today, it, it has nothing to do with me. But as far as like, you know, just me doing the right thing and, and, and being on this journey and even the, you know, even falling, you know, puts me at a point in my life where I am, I feel like very comfortable in being able to be a good listener, a good parent, a good brother, son, just a, a, a good person. Whereas yeah. I've tried, you know, I, I mean, I've always felt humble. And, and you say like, you know, you're not humble if you say you're humble. But I have to say, man, I, I, I've gotten pretty humble through, through my journey. And, uh, I wouldn't change myself for nothing today. Yeah, I don't need a and that's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing, isn't it? It really is. I want to thank you so much for joining me and coming on this podcast and yeah, sharing no your problem. story. Thank you. Yeah, it's a it's a brave thing to do and share your story. And, you know, it's the hopes that it reaches someone who is struggling and that they decide, all right, enough is enough. I'm ready to go all in and try to turn my life around. Yeah, it's well worth it. You know, it is. It's well worth it. You know, not at, not Rome wasn't built in a day, like they say, you know, exactly. 
So, but you can't knock it till you try it. You know, that's what I tell. I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, it's like that vicious cycle, you know, they come to me and I want to get it, you know, I want to get better and, you know, everybody wants it, but you know, it's, uh, you got to fight for it. It comes when it's supposed to come. It has nothing to do with me or you, you know, it's going to come when it's going to come. Yeah. So just just hang, hang in there. Thank you again, Quentin. I really appreciate you coming on. Anytime. Thank you so much. This is Remember Your Why.